We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good? Welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Josiah Johnson here co-hosting with the man, the myth, the legend. And we've got 17-year NBA vet out of Arizona, one of my favorite college hoopers of all time. That's my guy. 2016 NBA champ with the Cavs, the greatest championship in NBA now, history when you in my say, mind. When you, say, when you say NBA champ, you don't look at me. You look at Gilbert and then say, yes, we're joined with Richard Jefferson, 2016 champ. <laughs> 2016 NBA champ, the greatest championship in NBA history in my mind. None other. And you, now you can catch him hosting the jump on ESPN. Great show. Little of this, little of that. Great show. I'm like you, man. I, gotta, I wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> trying, to, trying to do it. Trying you got to do Richard it. Jefferson in the building. What's going on, RJ? Man, I, dude, I'm, I'm with great company. We already saw each other earlier today. We did a show. Yeah. I feel like I see him every day, mm-hmm. but I try not to, right? <laughs> like, we, like, Gilbert and I have the most unique relationship where we don't, like, talk, text, communicate. He just says really disrespectful stuff on the text chain and then tries to get me to respond. <laughs> and sometimes I bite. Yeah, unlike I UCLA, we have, like, we really have an alumni that actually talks to each other. We, so have, we, have, a, we have a chain. It goes through periods. It goes through periods. So did you it's see probably your team, seasons. just your team, right? We got now we got some guys from the nineties, two thousands. We had Aaron Aflalo. He was there for like thirty minutes. He was like, I'm overwhelmed. We got stuff from like eighty and sixty five. Yeah, we might have guys that like Coach Olsen coached at Iowa, and it's just like, whose number is this? Yeah, yeah. But those were the good old days, man. I still stand. The pack won't be right until uh, UCLA and Arizona are right. So we, we were chatting a little bit that before the show started, but we're, I mean, from your guys' side, we're, we're living good. Final four, we got the the jump man coming in, Martin Jarman is our AD. Y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all are definitely on the ups. What's cracking? What's cracking? I haven't really checked in since Sean Miller kind of pieced out, but what's going on over there now? Well, we got a new coach, man. We looking forward to seeing like Gilbert stop well, laughing. I'm, not, I'm just listening no, to you. So this is the thing. We have a very tight knit group. And so, like, when one person feels a certain way, the group can carry that. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have one bond that is, like, 
very unique that I would say probably 10 or 15 schools ever had. And that's like one coach that was there mm-hmm. for 30 years yeah. that to a man, whether you started, played, didn't play, whatever, you look at that man like I wouldn't be the human mm-hmm. I am today without him. So as much as there's probably a little bit of drama still going on, <laughs> yeah. well, we know Gilbert wouldn't be shit without him. <laughs> like that's, uh, am I allowed to cuss? We know I'd have been kicked out. I would have been kicked uh, out of any regular school. <laughs> It would, you should have been kicked out of Arizona. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. I should have. So, yeah, no, man. We're, 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 we're trying to... Arizona's figuring it out. Are you going to go to the thing? Look, we're, is this going to air next week? Are you going to go to Are the... Are you going to go to the thing? I'm going to go to the Lute Olsen tribute 1,000%. Me too. We have it. Gilbert Arenas <laughs> has confirmed he will be there to, to, for Lute, Lute Olsen. For Lute. Are y'all wearing suits? Are you wearing a fit like this? How, how are we pulling up to Lute Olsen's memorial? Ooh. Ooh. What you rocking? That's a no. No, I'm saying I didn't give us like a dress code yet. So you know, wait. It's it's in. He's more professional than me. When is it? When is it? September. Look, uh, okay, so like, I'll like, there is never a formal event that isn't including other like crazy stuff that a polo and, and, and some yeah. shorts and jeans won't take care okay. of. Yeah. Make no mistake, this is still Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, but like, Coach Olsen gets a collared shirt. That's okay. my, that's okay. my guy. Because yeah. I mean, that's the thing y'all know. Growing up with Hoopers, like somebody, somebody's gonna rock the suit. The older dudes gonna be all dressed to impress. The younger dudes might be polo, short, like a little more casual. Like they're gonna hit the club, hit dirt bags after. You know, I have what a you liberty. know about dirt bags? What's the Frog and Ferkins? Frog and Ferkins, yeah, yeah. When we touched down, when they, they used to mistakenly put us on that hotel right on campus. Yeah, the Marriott. During the lab years, and it was right away. Like, right, we, oh, we, we, play, we play Arizona State Thursday night. We get into Tucson around midnight. Bars be starting to clear out. We be in our, our just, team just, issue warm-up. Just, just hollering. Right. Just hollering. Just, just hollering. Like parking lot pimping. It was, See, people don't talk heaven. about parking lot pimping that much anymore. <laughs> But parking lot pimping was a real thing. Yeah, could not you, get into any club. Couldn't get any club. You sit there in your gear, just out there holding a drink that you might have brought from home. Or we hit the Circle K up the street, and y'all had like the frats or whatever. Like we mm-hmm. were just trying to get a straggler or whatever. But oh yeah, yeah. Probably the best trip we would have was coming to Tucson. So we never knew because like Arizona State, like as much as Tucson, our Tempe is cool. Like you got Scottsdale and you got all that. But mm-hmm. if you're young, you can't get you into go. any place. Mm-hmm. Is Tucson like? Playing on that campus better than Arizona State's campus? Arizona, no, because we would stay far from Tim. We would never be local. Like, y'all in Oregon were probably the best. Oregon is the best trip by yeah. far. Electric, electric station, whatever the joint that everybody went through. By the river? Yeah, everybody, all the waitresses are getting hollered at, so you just You stayed like, there, Gil. That's where you... I'm were. confused because um, it, it seems like y'all have this college bond, like y'all was there forever. What are you talking about? Like y'all was, like... How long were you in college? I was, I, was I, there, was, I was there three years. I was there 15 minutes longer than you. But you were no. there too? Yeah. Okay. I was I mean, in and out. So I, I, didn't, know I didn't know what dirt bags and all that was. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, was, I, 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 was I, just, I left school at 20. So yeah, I didn't get to go. I yeah. went like, you know. I, I just got, I got I, in, worked out, left. Difference between you <laughs> is I would go back and hang out with Luke and Jay Gardner. at. T- I'd be like 23 going back to the college bars and still be people in there older than me. Yeah. No. There was a difference. But You were a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, but, you was drafted a millionaire. But Gil, I still had the work. <laughs> you, you, you also had like there were some probably like you were probably not allowed in certain venues and no, not no, allowed to come yeah, back remember, to town. Remember, you you went to the championship back to back, so you going back to campus, you was the man. I was not the man <laughs> but, those first two years, so I was at the gym working. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, 
match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So let me say this about... Cocky fucker. Uh, yeah. Let me say this about our, <laughs> our group. There were some of us that were super social, and then there was, like, some that weren't that social. Like, Gilbert was never... <laughs> me, me and my... Uh, former roommate, we were throwing parties every weekend. Every weekend. So Luke Wall. Luke Wall. I, I, was just not, I was not trying to kill the Sacramento the Kings head coach, but like he was in college once. Luke yeah, everybody was in college, but like we were throwing parties every single weekend. We would have Michigan State at like twelve o'clock. We would tell everybody like, "Yo, we're throwing a party, throwing a party." So this was back when Arizona would close at one o'clock. Terrible state, and so no one. We could never get into any bars, but. We had that fast break liquor. They would tell us, they would give us a keg, two handles, two 30 packs, and the guy would look at it and be like, ah, give me 30 bucks. And you're like, oh, this is um, awesome. So when all the bars and clubs, whatever, would close out, that's when everybody would shift and then like come to like our party or whatever we was having on the weekend. But you had to win. Which we we did often. We did, we did often. We never invited Gilbert. Never. Gilbert, we used to have tons Two of parties. Years. We used to have tons never of invited parties. to a party. He's a, wow. he's a damn liar. Wow. Like like okay, his roommate Jason Gardner was at every single one of our parties. Did he, he not? Tell so you? he was just not telling you. Yeah, they, straight they, dip out. It's you know, like you know who Gilbert was. was. This, they this they not probably had like a secret fucking group chat. Yeah, no, there weren't even we even cell phones then. No Pagers. Way. We had two ways. Gilbert, and this is not going to surprise anybody, and we're going to be respectful here. Gilbert was the friend that, like, would mess it up for everyone. <laughs> It'd be like three girls, three guys, and everybody would be vibing and chilling. But, like, if Gilbert got bored... He would ruin it for everyone. And it was like, we knew it. Like, we knew that that's Gil. But Gilbert would start making fun of some girl's clothing. He would start picking on, like, where they live. He would start doing his stuff. And we would all just be like, oh, yeah, that's just, that's just Gil. <laughs> that's just He's just Gil. joking. So, so what's your major? Like, it, it was bad. So, like, I'm not saying Gilbert didn't get invited, but we needed to make sure that it was a, a target-rich environment so yeah. that if we needed to Irish exit Gilbert, we could. And it wasn't always the easiest thing. Yeah. Looking back. And they wonder why they didn't get the ball. Exactly. Looking back later in real life. How do you feel about that? Is this, are you still? Are you no, no. I mean, I, was a fun, I still had a blast. I still had fun. Like, it was, it was like listening to the stories the next day. 
Like it was like, you know, I, I still I still like had fun, but you know, I I just wanted to be in the gym. He was a gym rat. Like I, I was a gym rat. I didn't I didn't I'm I'm not even gonna lie. Like I was part of that schools for foods campaign. Yeah. Like, you know, I was in the gym, first period, second period. <laughs> like I'm in the gym. Like my grade point average, 0.3. I don't even know how I got the three. Yeah, well, the, the crazy, but that that. was the thing, like, so, like, but UCLA and Arizona, I think, were very similar schools at our peak and prime. You had guys that wanted to go on that campus and be the man, yeah. right? Like, when Baron Davis, he showed up, and all of a sudden, you had the O'Bannons, and you had all those dudes, and you're like, these dudes are legends mm -hmm. walking around Westwood, like, wow, this is what I want. I show up. And it's like Miles Simon and Michael Dickerson, yeah. and these guys are legends after they win the national championship. So you're like walking around and you're like, wait, so if I come here and I perform, this is the environment mm. that I'm be living in? Yes. Gilbert wasn't necessarily about that. Gilbert's <laughs> like, this would be a great opportunity for me to get a lot of shots up and a lot of reps <laughs> at the gyms. And you're just like, yeah, Gil, man, we'll, we'll, we'll see, you see, later, you later. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, man. See you later. Like my brother, you say you got to get both in. You got to yeah, yeah. put the work. But UCLA in. But, did that. But you. But the thing about we always liked about y'all was that y'all rent was so cheap out there that you guys could eat your own rooms and apartments and shit. We didn't. That was like a foreign concept unless you were like a Capono or big level dude. Yeah. Because yeah, our rent yeah. was like two, three, four grand for a two bedroom spot. But on did, West okay, but quite, I didn't know that. Quite, this is real. Like, is did you guys get more money because you guys were in a larger market? Like a more, rent? How's that work? I think it was jankly based on whatever like the tuition was for the dorms. Oh, like so that's yeah, that's the rent. Oh, yeah, so we whatever. Oh, so whatever your like how much it costs for room and board yeah. at UCLA. At the dorms is what we got. That's so, trash. So we used yeah. to be like, wait, it's like three hundred dollars for a room in Arizona. It's like nine hundred. Wait, y'all paid y'all on rent? I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, we, we didn't have it cracking. Like it was it was it was a down period at UCLA. Like our boosters weren't really yeah. coming into play. They weren't. But don't let this dude fool you. Like I, I saw this dude eating. Like oodles and noodles. Because that's what I ate. Ramen. That's what I was accustomed to. <laughs> it was delicious. That's what I was accustomed to. No, don't don't like, let him. We, pizza like, and those, what's those shakes we had? No, do you remember like Boston Market? That was our joint, dog. That was our joint, <laughs> dog. <laughs> dog. You could go to Boston Market and get like, because like they would have like the little training table so you could go and get like whatever you want. So like, Luke would get a family meal. I would get a family meal. You get four sides. You would get two, like a whole chicken. And we would just eat off that for like three days. Okay, I got a confession. Oh, I go. wonder, Gilbert, because I don't know prices. I don't know prices. Now I remember why. <clears throat> you remember before the season, like we signed hundreds of basketballs. Yeah, like hundreds. Yeah, like, yeah, like the whole arena would be filled, filled with basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stole fifty to a hundred of those, and that used to be my leverage to restaurants. Okay. So I take the basketball, go to uh, Tony Romas, and give it to the manager. Now I have a free Tony Romas account. But this is <laughs> see, so. This is where he's a liar. This is where he is not. He will tell you portions of the truth, but like not the Ooh. whole truth. Ask him. He said he he didn't steal fifty balls. Gilbert, with all due Those respect, are your balls. no, 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 no. He stole like six, then went and bought fifty, signed everybody's signature on it. <laughs> I kid you not, one time I'm walking through, look at him, we're walking through the airport, the Tucson airport, and oh they had like in a glass case, like like a final four ball, like like our oh final four God. year. And like, I'm looking at him like, that's, that's not my signature. signature. 
And why is like three of these signature? And then he realized like, oh, Gilbert's up to his thing. He would get like maybe like four or five guys like the walk-ons assigned, and then he would just like wouldn't even try that hard. Would yeah. do the same marker like, and it was Brilliant. like, yeah, it was yeah. So he was he was on his hustle. So when you guys see the then it was so funny. It was never for cash. It was never like it was like they the Arizona they valued those balls and signatures like like. Like it was, yeah, so it was gold. You were, so you were selling counterfeit things. Tony Roma. Yeah, Tony Roma's account. I had a P of Chains account. I had it's not an account. Cold Stall account. No, it's an account. It's free account. So I only went to a certain places. That was, <laughs> that was my advantage. That's why I never spent See, money. See, and now, now, mind you. That's why I never let's spent let, money. But let's also talk about these little hustles that could have gotten us ineligible, that could have gotten us in trouble. Now, with NILs, we were the number one team in the country yeah. two different years. We were number one seeds. All of us were first round picks. We would have been making hundreds of thousands of dollars with the new NIL rules. Like, think about that. That's why I wanted to ask both of y'all. Cause I know, I mean, people ask me like, how much do you would have made? I was probably like 200, 300 bucks maybe on a good day. You out your I, mind. I would have been slaying but everybody else's But you would have slaying and hustling yeah. because now you're allowed to hustle. We used to have the hustle where we get the new shoes, but we would send it through the school. You would mail them out, like, you know, this was like eBay days and that type of stuff. We had a brewing card too with cash on it. So we would just stand in front of Panda Express and then swipe students that come by like, how much is your joint? Hey, I did that too. Your shit's 10 bucks? All right, just give me five, five and I'll, yes. I'll swipe you out. Like, you never did that? Nah. You walk out when you walk out. We got all the cash for to put rims and stuff on. <laughs> It was uh, our cat car. We just used the cat. You know what it was? I was I was a heavy Pell Grant guy. When the Pell Grant come, because when the Pell Grant came, that I lived good for a good like you know two months. What was, that was it. What was the foreign kid's name? Robert. Uh, uh, Robertus Yaptokis. Hey, you know his car was unlimited because oh. he didn't have Grant Pell, so his car was only oh. Do you remember when? Do you remember? Do you remember when our former Crossroad friend got in trouble for doing that? Uh, the uh, legend. Papa, Papa Fox. Do you remember when Papa oh, Fox got yes, in trouble? Fox, yes. Yeah, we don't. We don't have to go into well, details. Idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's not a good idea. But the, but the, but the whole story about it is that like everyone assumes that you're making like look, guys. If you're searching out money from agents, guys can get tagged. Yeah. Guys can get money. But let's say that there's you know, 50 to 100 guys, mm -hmm. like across the entire landscape that might be getting something. The rest of us are all grinding. Mm -hmm. Like we're all going to practice, then you're doing training, then you're doing school, then you're traveling, so you're always behind on school. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like how can you go really go get a summertime job? How can you really go do it? Dog, the best though, like Gilbert slanging never stopped. <laughs> we worked at Michael Jordan camp together. And when I say that like I saw this dude, he was gambling with the campers that were like eight <laughs> years old and taking their money. Uh. That's their problem. Duh, but it was like, but they were like the Wayne's kids. Yeah, the Wayne's. They were like rich kids. Like the Wayne's, so, kid, the Wayne's kids are the masterpiece. Yeah, they, he was, Gilbert was, and I'm like, Gil, these kids is fine. They're going to be able to eat. Their parents can send them more money. And I'm like, Gil, that's not the point. Like, duh. And then he'd be like hustling, like, because, you know, you get one signature from MJ, mm -hmm. and people were outside trying to buy it, trying to buy the certificate. So, like, that was really how we all, like, nice. that's, I made, you know, like, that's when I made my money. I, like, saved, like, the Jordan camp, the Nike uh -huh. camp. I sold my Jordan, like, autograph. I did all that stuff, and that's how I got a car my junior was year. Was MJ not breaking bread with you, gentlemen? No, MJ was. MJ okay, was cool. Sure. What's so funny is they knew what we were doing. Yeah. 
you know, so, you know, you just minimize, you just minimize how many signatures he's signing. Yeah, for sure. So everybody, every player, like counselor at the camps allow one, every kid is allowed one. So they line you up and you go with your, you go with your, like yeah. your team. Mm -hmm. He signs one and then like, we'll do a team picture. Then he signs and he does it all on the last day. Mm -hmm. But it's like that. And then you get a certificate, like a certi so uh, certification mm -hmm. of like, that it's authentic from upper deck or whoever, but like. The minute that man put his name on the ball, it's worth thousands. But like for us college kids, people like give you five hundred, yeah. five hundred bucks. You're like, dog, I got ninety-seven cents in my bank account. <laughs> okay, like yeah. if nobody, like you know, like <clears throat> if you was a hooper, the the value of what Michael Jordan was at the time yeah, sure. didn't the concept wasn't there. Yeah. So it's like I'll give you five hundred. What? Say that again. How much? I give you that. I'll, I'll try and go back in there yeah, to try yeah, and get another one. one. Oh, yeah. You start talking to kids. Hey. Uh, <clears throat> I give you one hundred dollars for your autograph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you like, did do that, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. It yeah. was like I got, he was paying. That's like I've been here for four years. I got enough. I'm just here. There you go. I give you a hundred bucks if you get that sign. It's a thousand. Let's go. God, like I'm, I'm giving like kids, kid, little kids coming out there with bankrolls. Yeah. I, I will say that though, man. Like the hustle that like you have to kind of like figure out to eat and grind and all that stuff. And it's like, dude, like none of us were going to go broke. None of us were going to do this. But at the end of the day, man, like you got, I got nieces and nephews and mm -hmm. you know, you got brothers and you got people that are like, they see you and you're like, dude, can you send 50 bucks, man? Can you, you know, you know, can you give me $75 to get my, you know, yeah. little so-and-so some shoes. So you're like, you know, we all family, man. You trying to help out where you can. But, but now, but now that you can, you can sign like, I don't like that there's no guidelines. Because it's just they're, an they're, open market. They're, so it's they're like dumb. The NCAA has been outside of the US government, and don't like start tapping my phones, but outside of the US government, the biggest bully in this country, like is probably the NCAA, in my yeah. opinion. Like, you got pharmaceuticals, you got, mm -hmm. but like, there's the government that's like, hey, this is how it's gonna go. We don't really give a shit if you don't care. Mm -hmm. And then for athletics, like the NCAA is the one that like, like the Supreme Court voted nine to zero that it was, it, it was what they were doing was unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. And this is like the most conservative court, nine <laughs> to zero. That means there wasn't one person on there that was like, wait, so Nick Saban can make $7 million and the Heisman Trophy winner can make $0. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. And so, I like I like the problem is, is that there is no guidance, and that's going to lead to more problems before the solutions come. Start like an agency, think, man. Like you think you, like you think there's gonna be like like sports gamblers gonna kick back in into that world because now you can disguise it. There's always going to be that, that, but I think most of the time the reason why sports gambling came in is because kids might have needed, needed money. But I think where, where I worry about, and we know the NCAA mm -hmm. is bullies, and the number one bully is the U.S. government. What happens when these kids are in school for two, three years and they've actually pulled in three, four hundred grand and they don't really understand taxes? Yeah, mm -hmm. They don't teach you that shit in high school. They don't. Your your parents don't under even understand like that concept. If, if you they've never from, had money. Yeah, if your dad works a sixty grand job a year, your mom's a, a teacher doing this, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you might put some money away, and you know the government they like to do it the right way. We gonna wait. Mm -hmm. yeah. We gonna, <laughs> gonna wait, wait till you like. We gonna wait till you four or five years in, and then we gonna come back to you. 
right? And that's where it's like you worry about the kids, like me personally. Being going in debt early. Going into debt early. It's like you change one pro not having something to now being in debt. And now the garnish wages. If you don't make it to the league, you now got to go get a job. Now you're not hot. You might not be playing in college anymore. Yeah. So now you're now like a non, like, oh, I'm going to go overseas and make 120 grand, which is great money. But not when you owe the IRS, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. ninety five. With with the fines, the levies, all that goodness. Yeah, before we start yeah, talking because about they're gonna models. have to make. A, yeah, it just seems like yeah, because now cash deals like this. There's going to be a record and someone's going to get screwed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's like, who are you getting this money from? Mm -hmm. If you're getting mm -hmm. this money from a person that might be a different type of character in the community that, you know, shoot, everybody watched the, the Michael Jordan documentary where like all of a sudden there was a guy that he was gambling with. And I forgot the dude's name. Dude had a mean yeah. Jerry curl yeah. up. MJ should have known. Whenever you had a with dude the in the night. Yeah, but he was like, yo, with the checks. And you were like, now all of a sudden you're immediately associated with somebody, right? Just be And you might not even know their back history, what mm. they're going on. They're like, hey, man, we like you, man. Why don't you come down to my car shop, do an appearance. We'll pay you this or we'll do this. And you're cool, but all of a sudden the car shop's a front. Mm. So, like, the fact that is that there needs to be guidance. Like, it went from, like, over guidance to no guidance, mm -hmm. which is equally as bad. Yeah, for sure. Now, I think when you look at just the whole landscape of this stuff now, it's crazy to me, places like California, Arizona, like kids just really have no idea the shit they can do. But they see, oh, this kid, uh, Master P son at Tennessee State got two mil, or, you know, the, the quarterback in Miami got this, or this kid, you know, Spencer Rattler's got this deal going on. Now everybody's doing cameos, all this other type of crazy shit. It's kind of like, we didn't have financial literacy courses when we were in college, right? That's not, I mean, I'm taking history, I'm taking oceanography, I'm taking shit on dinosaurs, I have no... Sign language <laughs> like, was I'm, a Yeah, big, exactly, big, like yeah, Swahili yeah. was like the big thing back at, at UCLA way back in the day, obviously, you know, I'm not gonna drop anybody out in case you're still taking that class, by all 30 and 40 as well, easy A's, but <laughs> never a financial, yeah, you, you, it would be like a bio 30 class, you have like 100 athletes in it, mm -hmm. and we'd all just like, basically what? I took whatever Capono took. Capono, mm -hmm. I'm on your schedule, and what that, you got? Yeah, and that's where you get frustrated, because you're like, okay, and we were talking a little off the camera what like UCLA needs to do. Like every athletic department, division one, I, depending on like what you believe your situation is for your student athletes, you need to have 10 people in a room trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Every We used to do stupid sex ed and they'd put a, a bowl full of condoms and telling you <laughs> stupid shit. And if you go to student health, if you ever, you know, run into right. a bad sorority girl, like that, you know, <laughs> they do all this stuff. But it's like, yo, like, give me some real information. Like, hey, this is how you guys are going to have to do your taxes. This is how you're going to have to do this. These are people you and also imagine signing a contract. You're going to have to sign contracts with a lot of this money. So if you're signing contracts and all of a sudden you don't really understand the contract and you're in a five year deal and you're in a no. seven year deal where See, I think it, they capped it off. You can only use it until they're out of college. So they can't handicap. So they can't go to a kid who's number one kid in college, going to college right now. Let's say if Imani Bates went to college. Let's right? say Cade Cunningham was the number one pick. Yeah. So Cade Cunningham is in college. They couldn't do a seven-year deal with him. Yeah. And because once he goes into the draft, that actually now is suspended. So, okay. So if he's the number one pick and he's all-world, you can't hold this kid to this no. six-year deal and he's Do you know what's going to be the worst? Do you know what's going to be the worst? And I'm going to look directly into the camera. The worst is going to be the damn parents 
they're going to be the god awfulest dealing with. Right, like they're, gonna well, be, they're well, the worst. My, 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 you know, Mikey Smith. You know, he's going to North Carolina, and he just signed this deal for 15k. My son needs at least 12, and you're no. just like, uh, it like we thought it was bad before. Because that already happens. It already happens now. That, that already happens now. So like, if you're talking about now actually negotiating, so you have agents now that are just signing nil nil deals, which is basically a segue to get you if you turn pro yeah. because you already have an established relationship. And don't think that the agents aren't going to be like, hey, you just got a deal for 30 grand, and then make it 50 grand. Like, mm -hmm. trust me, no. there's ways to continue to manipulate this. But it's did they just, did they make any rules with the shoe companies yet? Nah, because they don't. You can't do anything that I think conflicts with the school. That's the, the thing. That that's that becomes a bigger issue for me. And really, the question I have is, how does the NCAA sustain now? Because what what power do they have? Before, when like yo, we we had you guys it was basically indentured servitude. You weren't getting the bag, and we were getting all the bread. It doesn't it doesn't change them because you can't you still can't use their product. It's not like you're making your own jerseys. But I think guys are doing shit like that. Well, the NCAA yeah. will survive with TV money. Billions. Yeah. That NCAA tournament. I don't care if they're professionals or not. I'm watching single yeah. elimination. But my question becomes now: If I'm a college athlete, it's like, well, damn, we want, we want, we want, you know, get a CBA. We want to share that revenue. We feel like we earn it. We want that 51 percent of the, the BRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you ain't gonna do that. Yeah, that's nah, what's like, you gotta have a because they're still so they're the, and this was the thing. So this is how arrogant the NCAA is. They lost on a lower court. They lost a, a deal, and the the judgment was like, you can give kids laptops. Right. Yeah. Like, no, like laptops and like you can like supplement them. So like every kid in, in the NCAA is allowed a laptop. It's like, dude, all of these things are online courses, all yeah. of this stuff. Like and I don't have a laptop to like do my information yeah, or to travel true. with, with no or like, wifi. yeah, or like no Wi-Fi that I got to pay for. Like all of these things. Fine. Like, you know, uh, uptown problems to a certain degree. But the NCAA lost that court case that said that they that they a requirement to give mm -hmm. like laptop. So what did they do? They were like, oh, no, we're going to go to the Supreme Court and win it in the Supreme Court. And then once they went to the Supreme Court, everything got taken away from them. Yeah. It could have, it was literally just supposed to be laptops, <laughs> and it would have been like yeah. another five years of litigation and them trying yeah. to figure it out. They took the court. They took it to the Supreme Court because they didn't want to give laptops and lost everything. Got to love them. Hey, Mark Emmer, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. But what <laughs> I want to know, where is our reparations check? Because uh, if, if it was... A 9-0 vote then, then what are you telling me about? Because I was in L.A. when Reggie Bush was at SC. That hurts, And to see man. the way that Reggie was dragged through the mud. Because, look, we're UCLA guys, and even we were rocking with SC football. Yeah, everybody that, was. That shit was entertaining I, shit. Dude, I was in Arizona. I, well, I was gone, but I was, like, in uh, – I was in New York, and all I wanted to watch was SC football. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but I saw the five jerseys, and literally, you know, I, I found he was making a couple hundred grand. It's like, damn, to me, Reggie's getting underpaid. Like, underpaid. that's it. And, and, it was, and they had a rule that he couldn't go pro. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're like, yeah. no, you can't go pro, like literally by the legality of the rule. And the next part about it is like, but you're getting, that's where the NCAA, in my opinion, and they won't because they're so arrogant. Part of the reason why we're in this position is because of their arrogance when they're like, well, we're not going to just give laptops. We're going to go fight the next court. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, we lost. It's like, okay, well then how about this? How about doing some things that can start putting you back in the good graces? Reinstate the Fab Five. Because what the Supreme Court decided is what you were doing this entire time has been and unconstitutional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, don't sit here and still penalize people for a rule. And they're like, well, they broke the rule at the time. Well, the rule was deemed unconstitutional. Yeah. So like, 
reinstate some people. That cost you nothing to reinstate. <laughs> exactly. cost, cost you nothing to reinstate <clears throat> Fat Five and say, hey. No, or, it doesn't because now it does. you, you generate more money for Michigan because then they can bring them back and then they can do different things and they can they can help generate income from yeah. their involvement in the universities, which this is all about. But it's, it's, that, it's that Pandora's box though. Once you open up one thing, you don't see the rest of the shit that comes with it. So once you... Once you open up, okay, we're gonna acknowledge you again. Give me one example of, or, okay, there's probably more than one, but give me an example of where it would be bad. The Fab Five, Reggie Bush, certain people like that get the reinstated. The old Bannons. The old so Bannons. Wait, Bannons. they didn't take away the all. Y'all, no, they didn't, take they didn't get paid. Like, oh no, I'm more talking about reinstating. But as I said, once you reinstate it, it's like because you broke a rule that was in at the time. No matter what, it was a rule. At that unconstitutional. Time. So that's unconstitutional. Now it's always been unconstitutional. True. It just got to the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, it just got to the Thank Supreme you, Court. UCLA and the little Bannon yeah. brothers. You already for know. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Bannon is where are you talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. that once you once you open up something and someone wins something, right? From there, it just keeps snowballing. Yeah. So they keep attacking. Then eventually, it's like, well, oh, all you're the basically old saying, oh, the rules. All okay, the okay. old people, if they're getting paid now, then we need to go backwards and say how much this guy would have been worth this guy so they lose more money in the long run yeah I just so if I, i'm yeah. them i'm gonna hold off on giving reggie bush's stuff back like i'm just gonna hold off it's because yeah, no, once once you hit one it's it's i i i it's can over. see that i just to me and like shout out to the to, to the o'bannons and all the people that were part of it because all you kids in college you need to be thanking Ed O'Bannon, right? Like you need to be was thinking. It, he, was for, like he was he the was first. He was the first one, right? Yeah. He was the first one. He was like the main name, and then there was yeah. other people that were a part of it. Because it was about the video game. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're playing with it was the video, video game. game. Yeah. You're playing. You're like, I didn't make a dollar, and it's like, oh no, no, we have you for the rest of your life. And to me, like that, it's always the things that get lost in the sense of like that man is a national hero. Like what they accomplished and what they fought for, mm -hmm. because we know that a large demographic, and we're not talking about rowing and lacrosse, we're talking about the sports that make money for the NCAA are typically run by lower socioeconomic groups, yeah. largely African-American. When you're talking about football, you're talking about basketball, those are the ones that make the most, mo that mm -hmm. make the most money for the NCAA. Mm -hmm. So... The fact that those guys went out with really not much money, like I don't think O'Bannon's gonna get money from this. He, you know? he got a little bit of bread. I think he wrote a book. He does some stuff, but it's not. And that's the thing that sucks for me. It's like not not as much as he should have. To yeah, not as much attention. It, yeah. To get all the hate. Oh, you got rid of video game. You had all the squares. I'm. Oh, you got rid of video games. I'm. Like, oh, about no video game no. If, if we're not getting paid to, to be in it just like <laughs> yeah. any like like any job well technically know. it was kind of cool when you was in college it was, it was yeah playing the, 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 the video game with your name. All right, RJ, when you look at the current surge of just foreign guys, you got Joker obviously winning the MVP, Giannis winning the finals MVP. Do you think that's a threat to American hoopers? Hell yeah, everything's a threat. Everything's a threat. Now, like, ultimately, like, that's the, the second most popular game in, this, in our country, right? So you're going to have, like, tons of athletes, like, even guys that play football, all like Suggs, right? Like, he played football and mm -hmm. he was like, ah, I'm just going to go play basketball. So you're going to get the best athletes in this country playing, but... This is one thing that it's an unpopular opinion. When when Will Chamberlain or Bill Russell dominated, the amount of people that played basketball was smaller, right? AAU. Yeah, like AAU, AAU schedule. AAU. <laughs> now, fast forward, fast forward, when Jordan and the Dream Team in 92 went and on that tour and they blew the game of basketball up. 
How many European players were playing in, in, in the NBA when you're talking about in 92 and 94 and 95? Not many, Not right? Many. A small amount. So just by sheer like volume, there are hundred, two, three hundred million more people playing basketball today than there were in the 90s. And you're talking about, so your talent pool is bigger. That means it's harder to be great and dominant today than it was than it was 20 years ago. It was harder to be great 20, you know, in the Jordan era than it was in the Bill Russell era. That's why you had 11 championships. <laughs> so it's like, to me, when you look at like guys and, you know, everyone, you know, LeBron and Kobe, when you look at guys that are in like this kind of modern era of basketball right now, and they've had the run that they've had, it makes it even more impressive when you look at the amount of Europeans. Like three years ago, it was rookie of the year was Luka, MVP was Giannis, uh, uh, defensive player of the year was, uh, no, no, was, was Rudy Gobert. It was with Gobert from France. Uh, most improved was Pascal Siakam from, from Cameroon. Mm -hmm. And you're like, every single award was won by a European or, you know, a foreign player. That, that there is, is crazy. Just alone, just in China, China has more registered basketball players than we have people in the United States. <laughs> just them. Yeah, just that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that just lets you know, like, how many kids are dreaming to be in this, this place. Yeah. You know, and some, some, some have more advantages. Like, Luca technically had a he advantage, had had more an advantage. of an advantage than an American player. 100%. Because he can turn pro at 13 and train like a pro while the American kids are in actual school. So yeah. there's the American kid is wasting eight hours in school, you know, learning. Well, well, and, then, and, and just He's training for yeah. eight hours. And you, like, you talk about the IMG Academy, but like, I think the better way to look at it is like Juilliard. Like, you go and look at some of these high-level, like, artistic academies where, like, if you're a phenom at mm -hmm. the piano or at the violin, you're gone. Mm -hmm. At 12, right, yeah. gymnastics. You, yeah. like, all these stories you see at, at 16, she went and moved with a family, and now she lives in Idaho and, like, trains nine hours a day mm -hmm. because that's what it's going to take for them to accomplish it. And I just think now, like, European players always have the advantage. Like, I remember uh, Tiago Splitter was like, oh, I moved from Brazil to, I want to say, Spain when he was 15. Mm -hmm. He didn't move to, like, another state. He, yeah. he left, went across an ocean to a foreign country that he did not know the language and started doing a basketball academy there in Spain with, like, I think, don't quote me, like, Barcelona or something, one yeah. of their, like, under teams. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did starting at like 14, 15. Like, that's an advantage that you that's have that like that American players just don't don't have. Do, do either ever see a world where, because look, my, my pops played in Italy. He finished his career there 89, 90. This is what, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. They had academies then, but it was basically like, so say it's the Lakers. Like the Lakers had like five to 10 teams underneath them, all Lakers teams running a similar type of offense and set. You got the jerseys and the gear. And this is what they were doing 30 years ago. Do you see a world where, you know, we move away kind of from the NCAA type of thing. We've already got overtime elite and GB. Yeah, you got to. But do you see, like, the Lakers now in their home city, they've got, you know, 11 and under, 12 and under, but they're running it all the way up kind of like the they do with soccer. The, the answer is yes. Okay. The answer is 100%. First of all, you had the, the G League Ignite that had three top 10 picks, right? Is Ignite? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never watched them. They had three <laughs> top 10 picks, right? I watch them when they get to the Yeah, league. for sure. Uh, so they had three top 10 picks. But, I, look, they were good. Don't watch the JV. Yeah, I don't I watch it, the JV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And so, no, but you have those three guys. But have you noticed this trend? Like all but like three teams now have G Leagues. Yeah. So you can now draft kids. You, I'm not saying you're going to draft kids. You can draft, you'll be able to draft kids in high school and you got some place to park them. Mm -hmm. Before you didn't have a place to park them. And that was part of the thing. Like, and I'm, yes, if you draft a kid in the first round and he's, you know, a, a top 10 pick, you're going to want him with your team. But if you want to draft a kid that doesn't want to go to college and he's like, yo, okay, well, go grind it out just like they do in single A, mm -hmm. just like they do in triple A. You could be a first round pick and have a $3 million signing bonus and be playing double a ball for four years mm -hmm. that's that's a normal thing so i just think that that's where the game is going to trend i agree he agrees so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we're locked in we locked in well you look at a squad like obviously let's shift the forward to next season you look at a squad like the lakers and Russ, and Kendrick Nunn. I'm a Laker fan. You're not a Laker fan. I was a Laker fan since no, Kobe got not, drafted. What are you talking about? You're not a Laker fan. I couldn't, been, I couldn't be Why a Laker fan when I was in the, in the you're NBA. You're not a Laker fan. You're not a Laker fan. This looks dumb. Yeah. I'm a LeBron fan, but I understand where you're coming from. This looks. That just looks dumb. What are you talking about? I'm in the NBA, and I've got fucking Laker gear. You're from L.A. You're from Pasadena. Will. Grant High Legend. Yeah, you're like... You're like from the hood. I'm from Sherman Oaks. You're like from Ventura. Van Nuys, Sherman Oaks. That's right. You're like close to Lakers. You're like close to Santa Barbara. We're either Lakers or Clippers here. Lakers or Clippers. I remember the first time I saw you hoop, I think you were in 10th grade, and Grant, y'all played Crenshaw in the playoffs, and you were single-handedly breaking the press. And I was just like, I don't know who this dude is, but he's... I mean, I gave Crenshaw like 40. It was like... I saw him at the pump camp. I was like, I don't know who the... This kid is murdering. Because <laughs> it's like, Grant, your rest of your team was straight ass, but yeah, yeah, yeah. literally breaking Crenshaw's Rover Press, which was like no yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, no like, we literally put 100 on team easy, just full court, coast to come. Like, damn, this Yeah, y'all got nine grown men on the Crenshaw. <laughs> Didn't y'all win the national championship? They, they, your brother, did your brother win the national they, championship? They came in like second or third. They, they, got, they got cheated uh, to Trajan Langdon squad in Alaska. Like, they were beating them. Something happened with the score. They some janky scoreboarding, and they end up losing the game. Oh. But they always smack modern day. Him and Miles used to go at it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, yeah. I just remember the Crenshaw modern day. Like my mom went to Dorsey, my dad went to Morningside, so it was like they would my, they would always just tell me about. Oh, they just go, they were going to games like back in the '60s yeah. and '70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was a thing. That back was then. like yeah, yeah, back in the day. But when you look at this this Laker squad currently constructed, do you think that they have enough to win a championship? If the Bucks can do it, yeah, they. Can. Sorry, I you know what? Walking. Damn, they dropping stuff back there when I'm saying this stuff. <laughs> Things are yeah, getting yeah. dropped. Uh, it is going to be always everyone's motto. If the bus can, can do, do it, it. No, we all can do it. Anybody, look, anything <laughs> is possible, right? And I say this respectfully that, like, there's no true basketball mind. And I'll say two instances, so we're not going to isolate the Bucks. There's no true basketball mind, and in my opinion. Like, anything can happen, but that the... Golden State Warriors weren't going to beat the Toronto Raptors if it wasn't for the injuries. No. There's, no there's no real basketball per There's no real basketball mind, and this is not a knock on, on, the, on, on the champs. If the, if, if the Brooklyn Nets were 100% healthy, or even two players healthy, that they, that, they, that they lose that series. And so sometimes you need shit to go your way. Mm -hmm. But like the Bucks were not this prototypical, perfectly constructed, no flaw type team with multiple superstars. They had like one elite elite and then two very good players. Mm -hmm. And if if the Lakers, I think, have more talent than the Bucks, in my what's, opinion. What's so funny is, and this is just reality, the worst thing the Bucks can do right now is stay stagnant. Because one, they weren't that good like 
if you would have looked at the Nets series, the Nets was playing with those. It was like little kids out there. They were they they were making them look bad. It was like one of those things like, oh, they're gonna win every game by 20. Yeah. yeah. Then everyone started getting hurt. They was having trouble with Ice Tray. They was really having trouble with the damn Hawks and Ice Tray until he the, he got hurt. So to go into next season with everybody actually being healthy. There's too many good teams in the West that they will not beat with that with the and, team. And I'm and I'm worried about, and this is the fatigue factor. You're talking about there were two champions in eight months. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The final four teams from two years ago, the final four teams from two years ago, Denver decimated by injury, mm-hmm. right? Jamal Murray. And we talk about, oh, why are everybody worried about the stars? It's not that you're worried about the stars like they're the most important. They are the ones that are playing the most minutes. Right. So mm-hmm. their bodies are the ones that are more likely to break down yeah, sure. from overuse. So Bucks, exhausted. Then you look at Boston. They were dog shit this year. Mm-hmm. Miami, dog shit this year. Lakers banged all the way up. So now, short in year, they even had guys go to the Olympics. You had Phoenix, you know, with guys in the Olympics. You had, you know, Milwaukee with guys in the Olympics. You're going to tell me that... We're going to show back up in two months and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to make that same type of run? No. Like, it's just like, and that's not, not I'm not saying that it can't. Something can happen. Somebody can get hot like crazy. I'm not saying that they can't win back to back, but it's like, if history is telling us anything, that means it is extremely hard to duplicate, like, doing, like, high-level basketball in condensed seasons back to back to back. Like, you just, it can't get done. But the Lakers, look, my thing, and, and look, I said it, you're gonna, they're going to be judged by 16 games. No one gives a shit if they finish first, if they finish second, if they finish third, if Brown wins the MVP, if Anthony <laughs> Davis wins the finals MVP, or wins the, the defensive player of the year, Russ leads the league in assists. No one cares about those individual stats or numbers. They will only be judged by 16. And so, like, my thing is this. It's like, we might as well just sit back and watch and, and then wait to break it down because, yeah. you know, Russ start chucking those threes. I... I, I, I I like the team because in the most important position, they're still young. And that's really the guards. Like, you know, like to get the get up and down, I think they're just gonna like they're just gonna ride Russ into fourth into the the fourth quarters and then Braun A D, Russ A D, then they'll figure it out from there. But just to do most of that leg running, I think it's just, they're just going to ride Russ. The reason why I like it is this. The reason why I really like this team, and this is the God honest truth. Braun is not that dude where he needs to carry you for mm-hmm. 82 and what you we've seen him do in the postseason. It's just not like that's you don't not, have to do it anymore. You, you don't like you don't you can't do that. Anthony Davis, Braun needs breaks in order to prolong his career. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not even like uh, uh, like a surprise. But the problem is, when he takes a break, Anthony Davis ain't carrying that team, right? Well, and he wasn't going to carry the team with the, the, the other shit he had with the but, team. But, but fair, but it's like, I think if you have <laughs> Anthony Davis on your team, even if you have a couple of other players, you should still be a 500-type player. But Anthony Davis is a person, in my opinion, that needs breaks. Mm-hmm. He's going to have multiple times in this year where he needs a couple games off mm-hmm. because of a tweak, because of this. And like if he has the body type and, and the injury, I don't want to say history, but like if something's bothering him, Dude, you gotta sit it down yeah. mm-hmm. because when your heel starts bothering, your <laughs> yeah, ankle yeah, starts yeah. bothering, and you doesn't have that girl, solid mass. Have that solid mass. So you're like, so now all of a sudden, if AD's out, you're looking at Braun like, hey Braun, keep us afloat. Mm-hmm. Adding Russ 
takes pressure off of both of those dudes. And that's the best thing that if you can get those guys to the finals, or finals, if you get them to the playoffs healthy, then like, shit, I'm not betting against, this ain't nothing to do with Russ. With all due respect, he's one of the great guards I've ever seen in my life, most athletic dudes, period. I ain't betting against Braun. Unless he goes against Brooklyn. So Lakers 100%, Nets 100%. They meet in the finals. Everybody's healthy. Both I, these rosters. I, Russ will be more important to LeBron and AD than people think. Because LeBron and AD are the biggest guys who create contact, they, it takes a toll on their bodies. Yeah. Like, when you think about Lakers' past, they didn't have anybody who attacked that rim. So if LeBron and them are at the free throw line, that means they're actually driving and getting hit then. Mm-hmm. Well, with Russell, hey, hey, young fella, do you, do you, right? So he can go in there and absorb five fouls. Now, Everybody's LeBron, a bonus. Now LeBron gets tic-tac. to go on a bonus. Any tic-tac foul, he gets to walk Je- to that, that free throw that, line. But that's what James Harden does a great job of, too. James yep. Harden's a master of it. It's like, you know, you yep. don't want to get taken out when they're – don't ever take me out with two minutes to go in a quarter and they're in the bonus. All I did was flop and fall around <laughs> yeah. and jump into people because I could take a hit and fall down and get fine. But my thing of this is like the Brooklyn Nets – this look the Brooklyn Nets when they added Patty Mills, who is a, in my opinion, I know Monk mm. has a chance to be really, really good, and like he's taking a little bit less money. But I'm like Patty Mills is a proven score, score bucket, doing it in the Olympics championship. Like he's that dude. So he takes some pressure off your off your bench. But my 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 thing about this is the only way for the Lakers, if everybody is healthy, to win that series is if Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers. If he's the best player. Nets don't have an answer for that. The, look, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets don't, like, Lakers don't have an answer for, for, for KD. KD yeah, 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 yeah. But, so. but the difference is that dude is six foot 11 and they don't have a big in sight. So, and that's what happened with the Lakers when they won the championship. When there was that conversation of like, oh shit, this might be Anthony Davis's finals MVP. Mm-hmm. That's when the Lakers took control of the series. When they took control of the series, when Anthony Davis was playing like the best player on the floor, mm-hmm. like a top five player, like everyone says, but no one calls him a top five player. They call him a top five talent. Yeah, a yeah, top yeah, five yeah. talent is the one of the most disrespectful yeah. things. The reason why I call you a top five talent and not a top five player is because top five players do it every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. night. And they impact the game, not just with their numbers at the end of the game, they impact their game when you're like, dude, that dude was a monster. Mm-hmm. That's what top five, Giannis, Steph, Bron. James, mm-hmm. KD, that's what those dudes do. Yep. If those dudes, if you feel those dudes in a game, you feel those yeah, dudes yeah, in a game. Yeah. You look up and you're like, even the coach will walk in like, <laughs> well, guys, look, you know, just one of those it's nights, you know, it's one of those players, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to tell that's you. It was one of those nights. Nice. You know, busting 45, <laughs> second bus in an hour. All right, let's, we'll chalk it up. When, Jane, when, when, when KD and, and, and Giannis and Braun and all those guys are rolling like mm-hmm. that, that's the, that's the speech from the coach. Mm-hmm. Like, Anthony Davis ain't that dude. Like, like he, no, I'm not saying he's not that dude. I'm saying you don't get that many speeches from coaches about you, Anthony Davis. You know, I think sometimes when you're coming to another team, right, you're like, it's one of those, like, am I shooting too much? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he, you know it's, he doesn't have the Russell Westbrook personality. Oh, Russell personality. don't give a shit about nobody. Like, I, I don't it. give a shit if, if See, I shot Russell's like, Russell's like you. I'm like more like <laughs> Anthony Davis. Where I'm like, everybody cool. Everybody cool. Like, we going to make sure this ball moves. <laughs> 
Gilbert, stop <laughs> shooting. I'm yeah. like, Gil, I can shoot too, Gil. Yeah. Like, so I yeah. think once he realizes, like, yo, LeBron, listen, LeBron's gonna find out. He's gonna he's gonna figure out how to score and do all this. You have to dominate. You have to say, listen, I'm the number one guy. I'm gonna do my thing. But he, yeah. LeBron is gonna say, all right, do your thing. I'll figure out how to get everybody else. Look, LeBron don't care about nothing other than his 25 mm -hmm. and winning. And, like, 20, and he walks to the 25. Yeah, he walks to the 25. Like, he, like, he, you know, he, okay, let me phrase it. 10, then 25. <laughs> he wants to keep that 10-point streak alive. Uh -huh. Like, you saw him hit that three when his ankle was that. People don't understand how big of a shot that was. <laughs> yeah. When that ankle was messed up and he was, like, not right, like, that dude missed the next two months and probably wasn't right for the next four months. Mm -hmm. He had to hit that three to keep that 10-point-a-game streak alive. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's like, those are the Bron, Bron's going to get his numbers. He don't really care about that. His goal is always to like mentally figure out how I can make sure you're at your best and you're at your best because he's like, I'm going to be at my best when my mm. best is needed. Yeah. And so, but I need, I'm going to need you guys there because yeah. Bron knows. Bron will take a championship without a finals MVP, right? And if all of a sudden if Russ and AD get going or one of those dudes, now, just like we saw in the, in the, the was it 2019 finals when they won? Bron ain't going to just let you just win the finals MVP. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to beat him for that That's finals MVP. MVP. Very similar to what we saw with, like, Tony Parker with the Spurs. No. And Tony was just going. Like, Tim Duncan won the finals MVP every year he was with. But Tony Parker was cooking, cooking. the Cavs. He was, they had no answer, and they were like, here, here's your finals MVP, dude. Take that. Same with Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. Same with Kawhi. Like, Kawhi was like, dude, like, Kawhi, you were that dude here. Take it. Right? Like, that doesn't take away from Tim Duncan's greatest power forward alive yeah, yeah. stats and like, yeah. oh, we only got four finals MVPs and not yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. It's like, shut up. <laughs> you know. But I want to see, I want to see both. Like, it's one of those matchups where you want to see, you want to see a seven-game series between those two. Dude, I just... If you're telling me, with all due respect, Anthony Davis is one of the great bat, like he's a he's a modern day Kareem, like the way he can do defensively, offensively, all the different things, the, the length, the agility, the size, all runs like a deer. If you're telling me that he's got to be the best player in that series for the Lakers win, he's very capable. But like you're also like, damn, that's gonna be. Well, well, in reality, it actually goes back to two players. Who? Russell, James Harden. Yeah. Because on the net side, you do have James, right? When he's him. great, he is great. There's sometimes in the last three, four minutes where you're like, what is going on? But the difference is, <laughs> and what I like about the way the Nets have set it up, he got two straight killers to his and, left and, and right. Like, even, even in the, what's the name? He had throw four turnovers in like, 30 some seconds, you're like, what are you, who do you look? J J J James Harden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but, but that's what I said. That, yeah. that right there will cost series. Just like he's trying to do a bounce pass or up 10, or he's going to shoot a step back three because he wants a heat check. That's, the Lakers are not going to do that. So that's his problem. Now, on the Lakers' problem is Westbrook not knowing who's going to take that big well, shot. Well, but the thing about Westbrook, which we saw the way the Houston Rockets guarded uh, the Lakers, the Lakers guarded the Rockets. 
They just double teamed James every time. Yeah. They made him pass it to James. They didn't leave the corner with Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. right? Or they made him pass it to. They made him pass it to Russell. Wesley. Now Russell has a decision. Now you can make down some threes. He can knock down threes. Like Russell is a gamer. Like first ballot Hall of Famer, whatever. Easy. But is that the shot? Like when you're talking about winning championships, like that shot right there. When J- when when Bron's at the top of the key, they send a double team. They throw it to him. They don't leave the corner. Russ is open for a three. If Russ goes two for nine, Mm -hmm. they're going to lose that game. If Russ goes two for five and the rest of them, he's driving under control in the paint, maybe kicking, maybe floating, maybe getting to the free throw line, then they win that Mm -hmm. game. The problem is we've seen too many of the two Two, for nines, two for nines from Russ. And it's like he's just – he's like your asshole self. He's such a great talent and so – competitive all he wants to prove to people (laughs) is that i can do it and i don't care what you think but i'm like dog like you guys we should have been playing y'all in 2016 we should not have been playing the golden state warriors they were banging now clay had a great game six great this and all this stuff but it's like dog like y'all let that shit go we 100% thought that you guys were the better team the more rested team you had a 3-1 lead you had you had to beat them one time and it wasn't all Russ's fault. I'm not blaming it on Russ, but it, there was just too many times where it was turnovers or, or like mistakes mm-hmm. that you're like, dude, you guys are too great to let this slip through your fingers. And you know, ever since then, he just they just haven't really recovered. Like when you look at the teams that he's been on. Most deaf. Well, we gotta wrap this thing up. I mean, I, I can sit here and shit. talk. Well, most of the teams he's been on been trash anyway. Just. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, gonna disrespect Russ. Like, like no, I'm just saying yeah. some of the teams he's been on has actually been trash. The one, the one, the last thing I'll say is this, man. Like, like, Russ, come on, that Russ Houston team. Great. Russ is Russ that, is whole, that Houston team. You got four guys under six five. But my, that was dumb. That was yeah, that, that, they that was that was trash. The one thing I will say is this, man. Braun knows that if they win a championship, he's going to get all the credit. And he knows if they lose, he's going to get all the blame. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. something that, like, man-to-man, when I saw him absorb that for the two years and change, win or lose, he knows it's all his fault, Mm -hmm. right? And that's just what I wish for, for some other great players is understanding that win or lose, this is all my fault. So if I'm not constantly trying to figure out the best way to win, not just like, I'm gonna do it my way, it's like, well, that shit ain't gonna work, dog. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that shit ain't gonna work, so. All right, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> we know y'all are not sick of it. We appreciate y'all watching No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Uh, we will be back with more very soon, but wanna thank Richard Jefferson for pulling up and stopping by, man. My thank pleasure, you. man, my pleasure. <laughs>